say I'm 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 playing the Heroes Challenge last week against Tiger Woods, and I, I tee off, hit a nice drive, and then I get out my uh, rescue club and I smoke this thing, and the ball goes in on a par five and two. What do you call that? Uh, that would be an albatross. Boom! Just like you said, arbitrage. Let's go. <laughs> Oh my God! You're welcome for the but chuckle. I'm gonna cheers it You're anyway. welcome for the chuckle. I didn't think you, you didn't see it coming. That's the best part. Nice. Jeremiah did some article searching today. Look back in the archives. I have a legitimate question. Go on. Do you think the millions of POFU listeners out there are getting sick of your articles? No, I think they're like, wow, those are really good. Really? Yeah. So don't you think they could just go on Instagram and read them themselves? Yes, um, it's about the interpretation of... The interpretation. Of the articles. Okay, fantastic. I look forward to the articles today. Before we do that... Oh, look, I got some stats. I got some numbers, some dialogue. I think it's I got numbers, a, too. It's always a good reminder. I got good numbers. Okay, Haas got numbers. Got it. Before we do that... Cheers to Haas. Toast to Jeremiah. And to what are we drinking today? Oh, uh, that is the... That's the Widow Jane, aged 10 years. It's delicious. A.K.A. the Widow Jerry. Excellent. Well, welcome back. Here what we are. Epi- what episode are we on? We are on episode 52. 52. Oh, lucky 52. We had yet another pretty substantial hiatus between last recording and this. We're last we recorded, we were a couple games into football season. Oh, yeah, football. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I remember. That's all, that's all Hoss remembers. So bring us up to speed, Jerry. How did Jeremiah's summer finish up? Well, I mean, always summer is always good, player. Yeah, finished strong, and uh, you know I missed summer already. I'm I'm telling you, I'm I'm already getting to the uh, the winter blues already. Not enough sun, can't go outside and play, ride my bike, whatever. Though I did I did harvest a nice animule for the eat for the freezer. Oh, got, tell us about it. Well, I got myself a nice little. Technically, it was a six point because he had a couple of nubs broken off. Cause he was a fighter, so he's only a six point. It was actually an eight point, but um, yeah, harvested a nice buck and put some uh, put some meat in the freezer. It, it, it's organic grass fed actually it's probably more like corn and other items <laughs> fed meat venison for the freezer did you blast him so bad that it just splattered his brains everywhere no yeah shot him in the pump station in the pump station that would be the heart that would be the heart excellent and did he run or did he just drop immediately he ran a few steps then he said ouch that didn't feel so good mm. and then he expired Mm. And I, then I had to drag him back. Well, so Jerry, it goes. Congratulations. Hey, thanks, Hoss. I thanks. look forward to enjoying some of that jerky. Uh, no, there's no way we did not jerk it. I look forward to enjoying some of that venison salami. Oh, we did not salami it. I look forward to enjoying some of the venison steaks. We did that. The we filet mignon we of ha- the deer. We have that. It's called the back straps. The back straps. Or the Excellent. loins. Yep, got some of those. And we also have some uh, ground beef. Well, wouldn't be ground venison, right? <laughs> ground beef. I know it's not grass fed, doesn't live up to your Australian standards, but I'm telling you, it's legit. Well, Jerry, congratulations to you. Thank you. And I believe a congratulations are in order for me as well. Yeah, sure. I got my first deer ever. You sure did. I just happened to get him with my car. Right. You smoked that fool. <laughs> I sure did. That was the most profitable deer you've ever hit. Yes. Would you like to tell that story? No, you can. Yeah. So I ended up getting about 8,000 bucks from insurance. 8,000 dollars Delta. You got a delta, f- yeah. Fixed plus eight. So I smashed a deer, Smoked smashed it. it, right, and got an estimate of call it twelve thousand dollars to fix the car. And I believe the insurance rule, or at least the insurance company I use, their rule is if the repair value is more than two thirds of the car, then they will total the car. Oh, and so 
I took that option. They totaled the car and they sent me a check for. But it's not a salvage title, you said? It is not salvage title because they said the car is older than six years old. And that is the state law in Michigan. Oh. So they take appraised value minus salvage value. And that is the amount of check that I got, which was a little over 11,000 bucks. And thankfully, thanks to the bug, a.k.a. Jeremiah's wife, a.k.a. Shaybug, she recommended a body shop downtown that I took it to. And the quote went down from the first place I got. The quote was like 12,000 bucks. And the place that the bug recommended was $3,500. So I got a check for 11 and change. So are we splitting the difference? And I'm going to get it fixed for 3500 and I'm going to pocket 8000 bucks. So referral fee is zero is what I just heard. No referral fee. Got it. However, Jeremiah, you do drink enough of my whiskey throughout the year that you'll probably get about half right. of that eight thousand bucks right. just in whiskey. Right. Eight yeah. thousand dollars in whiskey. Got it. So we're getting eight eight bottles of uh Pappy? Or is it gonna be like let's say two grand a piece? So maybe four bottles of Pappy. Got it. No, we already talked about it. Jeremiah's gonna order us a couple mountain bikes. Got it. Hey Jeremiah. Mm. Two. two. Order two. Typical Haas, you know, last time we sold this car for him, we that split was a the, pretty sweet deal for we, you, by we, the way. We split the proceeds because of her connections. Now, again, we do something for Haas. We do not split the proceeds. I think four pieces legit. Hey, I gave her like $3,000 last time. Or she $4, also, her connection was world class. I mean, let's keep this train rolling. Four for you, four for us. <laughs> okay, it. so you're going to give me half of every dollar of cash flow you've ever gotten from Equity Street but, since I introduced you yeah, to them? Especially half that. of every dollar. And and potentially maybe you should maybe pay all my capital calls too. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> you buck up with half all your distributions. I will right. pay your capital calls. Half of them. Cheers to that. Before we go into sponsors, player. Yeah. I wanted to give a shout out because I mentioned the last we recorded it was in the middle of football season. Football. I got to give a shout out to Ty Diesel and the boys. Let's go. One of my favorite football seasons I've ever witnessed was my son's JV football team. And they annihilated everybody, and they finished the season undefeated. And uh, just want to give a congrats to the boys. They Thank destroyed you. everybody, and it was so fun to watch. Let me let me ask you a legitimate question. Now, I did get hurt my junior, my sophomore year, but I'm gonna give a shout out to the Panthers of '93. You know how many high school football games <laughs> I lost? How many? None. Oh, good job, Jerry. Panthers '93. We were undefeated in my freshman year, undefeated in my sophomore year, and then we went to varsity. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. We didn't not lose a game. So, my point is, only it really counts, Hoss, at the varsity level, baby. That is true. I agree with you there. It only really counts. Let's go Pioneers, though. It's a good start, though. It's a, it's a good momentum. It's a good start, yeah. Yeah, I'll give them credit. For it. Good momentum. Nice job, boys. How many uh, How many gents were called up to the varsity from the JV to play all season or didn't, didn't call anybody up? There were uh, – the quarterback was on the varsity the whole year just as the third-string quarterback. But he played JV, though. But he started on the JV. Okay. Really, what I was asking was, I mean, if they were, I mean, if they had some guys that went up, for example, and they would annihilate him even worse if they would have been down. Is oh, my yeah. point. No. Got no. it. No fun season. Excellent. Congratulations. Good job, boys. Let's do it again next year. Go Pioneers. All right. Let's move on to the quick sponsors. We've got uh, Treadstone Funding. Brendan O'Driscoll. O- O'Driscoll. Yep. We've got uh, uh, the Mighty Forager. Bold Great Lakes Regional Cuisine. Yum yum yum. We got Vi 13 making those nice-looking outfits of those, those skin-tight boys right around their Lycra. boy Gary. Gary. Man. We've got Stark's Law. Stark's Law. Stark's Law. All right. And we got a fifth sponsor now. We have a fifth sponsor. I don't know. If, I don't know if We might want to release this one in the next recording. Actually, okay. we're going to do that next recording. we got a new sponsor. New sponsor. Yeah. We'll hold that. Okay. Yeah, it's bigger than big. So welcome back, everybody. In true fashion, Jeremiah is going to provide us with today's topic. 
Right. And I look forward to that. But I, I do want to pause for one, one, one second, station identification. But so my brother, right, and I'm not going to mention names, doesn't matter which one, he, <laughs> he met there with There are his, only two of them. Right. He met with his financial advisor the other day. And he was talking about it, and, and he was, they were asking questions, yada, 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 and uh, doing their thing. And um, my brother, you know who you are, but he won't listen because he's always, you know, this kind of stuff. Is he a grump? I mean, he's just, he's anti-PUFU some days. And then, you know what, he's, you know what he tells his financial advisor? He says, oh, that means I'm in the POFU. <laughs> oh, he did not. Yeah, and he, then he tells the advisor about the POFU podcast, baby. Okay. And that's why we have 3,000. 477 downloads player <laughs> boom okay yeah buddy and i was like oh take that because he went and downloaded all 51 episodes I, I don't know about that but as a financial advisor i'm sure did he's like i gotta listen to these guys these guys are legit all that great content they talk about oh my supposedly the dude called it something else like didn't call it pofu some kind of other term okay for it but i was like don't disrespect the POFU podcast, biatch. So is there a good part of this story here? Like, Yeah, I, I just, I'm just giving a shout-out to my brother who's giving oh. a shout-out to to the financial advisor who got to hear about the POFU podcast. Get some. Because I told him because we're big time. We are. That's what I, yeah, bigger than big. All right, Jerry, why don't you consult your notes over there? I look got, forward to this. I've got plenty of, of, of good earns. Plenty of good earns. Beautiful. Plenty of good earns, I tell you. A lot going on in the financial world. Oh, there's Did a Did you ton. notice our Oreo stock is up to $2.41 today? Uh, it's on fire. Help me, Tom Cruise. It's doubled in the last week. I'm curious yeah. to know why. But Is the stock market rational? No. I, I, You know, I read an interesting stat today, and I thought I would read this a little bit. I got a couple different articles today, but and uh, I was like, I was astounded by this. Okay. And I think we need to unpack this one. I mean, just like, wow. Let's do it. And maybe it's a... You know, is this a video clip? No. There's a couple of different things, a couple of different articles I got going on. And uh, we'll talk about two of them first. But let's unpack this one first. Just just think, kind of sets the precedence for the, some of our other discussions. All right. Hold, uh, quick quick pause. Sorry. Yeah, go on. Sorry to interrupt. I know you flip through the gram a lot. I have do. You, have you seen the videos where it's a video of somebody watching a video and then they give their reaction to the video? No. Yes, you have. Okay. You've seen it. I don't remember. It's no. like it's somebody that they're behind a microphone and they, they play another video in a small little like uh, like a picture-in-picture picture type deal. Okay. And it's like they're watching the video and then that person in the main frame will then give their commentary on that video. There's a ton of these out there. I don't think I've seen it. I'm too busy reading. It's good. not it. Like there's thousands of these out there. I know. I'm, I'm okay, too busy I'm, reading I'm articles. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> I feel like the POFU podcast is becoming that. It's where Jeremiah oh. uh, reads his articles or we it's, play his videos and then we give our commentary, which is totally fine. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that's uh, what I, I feel like our podcast has become. I think it's great. because Well, I take tidbits. I think we under, I kind of unpack them a little bit. All right. Well, let's unpack what you got here. Sorry. I okay. didn't mean to interrupt. I apologize. I, I think no. you did. I think you meant to. But I'm going to let this one slide. I thought that was an interesting stat. And I'd like to, I'd like to get Haas's take on it and or maybe our listeners' feedback, you know? There's, there's, there's many, but let's just start with this one. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor, the number of people 75 plus in the labor force is expected to grow 96.5% by 2030. So basically, it's going to double. I mean, it's huge. It's a huge pickup. Mm -hmm. And then it says, and then over the following 10 years, double. It'll double again. Yes. Yeah. Why? A few reasons, but one main, uh, one main being they literally can't afford to retire. 
Retirement is not guaranteed. I actually read that same thing. Jerry, I don't know. I don't know how much there is to unpack here. It's it's very obvious why this is going to happen. Basically, what it's saying is that over the next 10 years, the number of people age 75 and older in the workforce is going to quadruple. And the reason is because everything that we talk about on this podcast is because people are stupid with their money. They don't invest. They don't budget. They don't save. They're done with their money. Right. Or they don't earn enough or they spend too much. Whatever common, a million different combinations. That's why it's going to happen. And it's not surprising to me at all. I'm curious to know what you, what you want to unpack on this. Well, I mean, life expectancy is like, what, 77 or whatever the heck the number is. Is it up to mm-hmm. 80? I don't know what it yeah, is. I mean, like, geez. It's Somewhere it's like that for men, like 82 for women. Yeah, so basically most of these people are going to work till they die. That's brutal. I think, you know what, I think what maybe I want to unpack about, I think it makes me sad. It's like you work your whole freaking life for, um, no, still working. I mean, it's pretty pretty nutty. I read some other articles too earlier about some other life expectancy and living your golden years and all this kind of crap. And it's like, whoa, excuse me. I think that's what excites me about getting the PUF you as soon as you can. For me, Jerry, this boils down to the famous Warren Buffett quote, which I might neglect. Go ahead, Warren. Completely accurate. It is if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. I've heard of Warren. And all that really boils down to is living within your means. That's really all it is. It means spend less than you make. And still, then, and then still w- might be hard tough to get ahead on that. You know, I'm not saying it's easy. Right. Jerry, right. if it was easy, everybody would do it. True that. If it was easy, we wouldn't be talking about this statistic. Of these number of people, 75 and up, quadrupling over the next 10 years, still work. Right. You can't just depend on Social Security. You can't spend everything that you make in your paycheck every week. You have to spend less than you make. I don't care if you only make 400 bucks a month. You cannot spend all 400 bucks. True that. True that. You know, it's another article that I found on the new guy on Instagram, and I don't remember the guy's name. I could pull it up. But he talked about, I thought it was very interesting. He talked about um, Dave Ramsey, this Ramsey guy. You I'm know, a this, fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. So this Ramsey guy, hard to dislike him. You know, he's like this guy. He might reinvented himself a couple times, by the way. I understand he hit rock bottom and like bankruptcy and, and boing, came back. Sure did. But what he did was he solved a problem or helped solve problems, which and what he found was that, I mean, with the whole debt thing, then he guys go, I'm going to solve a problem for someone or some peoples. And he literally wrote a book and now he's figured out a way to monetize that by cascading it with this with this I don't know the show I think it is right and you probably all syndicate all that kind of stuff you know he's worth like 300 million now mm-hmm. so what the guy was talking about was if you can figure out a way to solve a problem for people with today's modern I'm going to use the term modern today's social media platforms you can monetize it in so many other ways which wasn't available by the way in the 70s 80s 90s and Hell, I don't even know when it started. 2000, 2000. I mean, it's been, it's only been around for how long, you know? Uh, my wife and I were talking. Yeah. And she's got a friend of a friend or something, rather. You're married? Yeah, I know. What? Yeah. So she said, sucker. I know. Uh, we, we talked about that previously on the, uh, <laughs> the value of that financially. <laughs> but the guy is literally going to quit his job and, and it, with the income and become a professional TikToker. Good for him. I, that's what I said. But that's his, his current job is like his only source of income. And I'm like, you know what? Well, good for that's what I said. Good for him. Good for giving it a go, right? There is more money, ways to make money now than there ever has been, and maybe it's partially because of my ignorance. And I will admit it that I don't truly understand social media. I don't understand completely how you monetize it. I and maybe I don't understand how to get to. I mean, I don't. I mean, 
I'm kind of old school. I like to add value. Uh, I like to go work for it, which is maybe my ignorance too is like, hey, he's making money while he's sleeping too because people are hitting his, his videos and building subscribers and he's getting paid while he sleeps. I mean, it's pretty interesting. You look at that and you're like, holy cow, I'm trying to get by properties and get passive income and these people are outsmarting me potentially and like, they're just creating some better content and probably having a blast doing it. My only concern about that is maybe because it's my skepticism, when does it end? Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just getting fired up and I need I need to subscribe more. Oh, that there's a lot to unpack there, Jerry. And, well, go ahead. That's, last couple of comments. that's so, why I like, hey, just because my articles so let, are really good, you can go ahead and unpack that. Go back Go back to your comment about uh, about Dave Ramsey and how, you know, he's worth $300 million now. Take take his message out of the equation and just look at him as a businessman. He's a brilliant businessman, and, and you're right. Like, the way that people amass huge amounts of wealth, like to the tune of $300 million like Dave Ramsey has, the yeah. way that you do that is you you identify a need or you find a way to solve a problem that you can distribute to the masses. And that's what Dave Ramsey did. Sure. Right? There were masses of people that had loads of debt, didn't know how to get out of debt. Dave Ramsey provided a plan and that's how he amassed his millions. And yes, Dave Ramsey, it's it's not just the one book that he sold. It's not just his radio show. It's it's there's Ramsey solutions. He's got his fingers in everything. Like they provide consulting and they do all cor- all sorts of stuff. It's a big, it's a pretty big corporation. By the way, he sold his course for like twenty bucks a piece, and that's what yeah. really got yeah. him got him kickstarted. Yeah. So so that yeah that that's a way that you that's a way that you can create massive amounts of wealth. That's one way. Now getting back to the the beginning of this discussion was these people that are. They're going to have to work forever. And I think you started to dovetail into the conversation of what are other ways to make money, right? Sure. Uh, and and you talked about the social media and maybe being an influencer. And while that is a, certainly a valid path to do that, I don't know for sure, but I my understanding is that it's one of those like 1% deals. Like of 100 people that go into that world, only 1% of them might actually make enough money to actually really do anything with it. And I don't know enough to really speak intelligently about it. What immediately popped into my brain was if you're one of these people that is struggling to make ends meet or if it's if it's a struggle to spend less than your income, right? So I'm thinking, you know, my immediately my mind goes to lower income people that it's tough to pay rent and groceries are expensive and you got bills and you got kids and all this stuff. Life's and, tough, and I, dude. And I Life get is it. tough. I get it. Where my head went immediately was to something simple like arbitrage buy something for a low price and then sell it for something more. And then my brain went to, you know, what's I've heard all sorts of stories about arbitrage. Like Gary V is a big like garage sailing, right? Like buying something at a garage sale for 50 cents and then selling it on eBay for five bucks, right? Something like that. There, there are all sorts of methods where you can take your phone. Everybody has an iPhone or a droid, right? You can go into TJ Maxx and you can go to the Amazon app and you can just start scanning barcodes and you can see what are they selling it at TJ Maxx for and what can you sell it on Amazon for? And yes, there's some transaction costs in between, but it's simple arbitrage. It's like, can you buy something for five bucks and sell it for 10? And then if you can do that, how can you scale it? Like how many times do you got to do that to make a thousand bucks or, or 10,000 bucks or whatever? And that I think is something that anybody can do. You don't have to be some, some creative content creator that is like good with cameras or videography or good on iMovie or have a good voice or be able to write script like that takes talent 
and those people that do that in that social media world that you were talking about, that is absolutely an avenue that wasn't available 20, 30 years ago or even 10 years ago, really, right? That is absolutely valid. But what anybody can do, anybody can go to a garage sale and they can buy something low and they can sell it high somewhere else on the Ebays or the Etsy's or on the Wishes or on any of these websites. That is something where if you're one of these people that are struggling, that's an easy way, in my opinion, to make 500 bucks a month if you're willing to put in the time. That's it? That's where my head went. Your whole S- Simple arbitrage. Arbitrage. Hoss is an arbitrager. Arbitrage. Solution. But you so know hey, all you 75ers and 75 plusers that are going to be working until you die, take some of your time and start flipping couches. Ryan Pineda, he's a big social media guy. He started by flipping couches and he was making eight grand a month flipping couches. You know how he did it? He, Ar- he arbitrage. Fu- he fulfilled the need. So he could go, he would go on Craigslist, which I think is pretty much all that was available at the time. You know, now you think Craigslist, you think Facebook Marketplace, right? You know how many people want to get rid of free couches? Apparently, there's a lot of them out there. The problem, you the problem, need to take them. How do you do hot tubs right along with it? That's the problem with couches is that people don't have a means to transport them. And right. Ryan Pineda, what he did is he went out and he bought a rusty old truck and he went and he found free couches and he picked the couches up and he brought them back to his house and he scrubbed them down and he washed them and he fixed them up as much as he could. And then he listed them for sale for just a couple hundred bucks. But he's, his, his pitch was delivery included. Boom. Okay, think... Jerry, you're you're not in a place where you can go out and spend three thousand bucks on a brand new couch because really that's what a decent couch costs nowadays is three thousand bucks. But you need a couch for your living room, yep. okay? Yep. You don't have a truck. Would you be willing to pay three, four, five hundred bucks for a couch if it was in decent condition and if it could be delivered? If it hit my living Absolutely. room, sure you would. Some of these places, some of these some of these furniture stores, they'll charge two hundred bucks just for the delivery. True that, right? So. A little, my, the point there is a little sweat equity, a little creativity, and he was doing that enough to make eight grand a month. Eight grand a month is pretty solid. Think about that. You can find a free couch, and let's say you could just flip it for three hundred bucks. If you did that once a week, Jerry, one time a week, twelve hundred bucks a month. Boom, boom, and throw that into your compound interest calculator. If you could take twelve hundred bucks a month and do that for how long before you would have a nice little nest egg? Nice. Yeah. Get paid. Arbitrage. That's going to be the name of this episode. Arbitrage. Arbitrage. You're welcome for we kicking. Took, we took Jeremiah's article and we spun it into arbitrage. Arbitrage. That is the solution. It, it, not the. It is a solution for those of you that maybe just don't know what to do. Arbitrage. I want, I want you to go online. I want you to Google arbitrage. I want you to Google Gary Vaynerchuk garage sailing. I want you to Google Ryan Pineda couch flipping. Couch flipper. I want you to Google Amazon barcode scanning at TJ Maxx. Go on. All the solutions are online and they're free. You know what really gets my gears grinding here is like, how do you solve a problem for someone? I'm not, it's, it might, might keep me up all night tonight thinking about solving problems, how to monetize problem solving. I love it. I have an idea. Will that be I, after your third or fourth whiskey? I, I have an idea already, but I cannot share it with the crowd because someone will plagiarize my idea and monetize it more than me. And I, I, I'm going to keep it. Share it because I guarantee you nobody on there is going to take it. Erroneous. Do it. I'll hold it to myself. I'll stop recording. Ready? No. Thank you. Click. I stopped okay. recording. Go ahead. Okay, here's my idea. Okay. I'm going to drink till I'm thoroughly hammered. <laughs> then I'm going to have two more drinks and then fall asleep and think about it. Cheers. That's a great plan. Okay. Well, cheers. cheers. To arbitrage. I li- we just solved the problem for everybody. All right. Hey, let me ask you a question. And I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stop all of the um, all of the naysayers. All of the well, I can't do that. Uh first of all, yes you can. No. A uh, couple questions. Do you have a phone? Yes or no? Yes, I do. Thank you. 
Uh, do you have access to the internet? Yes or no? Uh, yes, I do. Thank you. Do you have time in your day? Yes or no? I'm really busy. No, nobody is ever allowed to say no to Sorry. that question. Sorry, really busy. That that was a trick question. Oh. Because you always have time for what's important. For always you. have time. Got it. Okay. Okay. Got it. So you got a phone. You got internet. You got time. Boom. So you don't have an excuse. Let me ask you another question. Go on. Say I'm pl- I'm I'm playing the Heroes Challenge last week against Tiger Woods. I'm Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. And I, I tee off, hit a nice drive. Nice, I striped that thing. So for you, like 245? Like 315. Like right, rough on the right. Yeah. And then I get out my uh, rescue club, line it up, and I smoke this thing. Oof, pure. And the ball goes in on a par five and two. What do you call that? Wait, what's the par? Par five. And it goes in and two? Yeah. Uh, that would be an albatross. Boom. Just like you said. Arbitrage. Let's go. <laughs> Oh my god. We have to end this episode on that. That was fucking terrible. You're welcome for the chuckle. I'm gonna cheers it You're anyway. welcome for the chuckle. I didn't think you, you didn't see it coming. That's the best part. Nice. Cheers.